my trainer like had something to do today so she was like hey the only time I saw it and she's like gone for the rest of the week so she's like I could do 5 30 this morning and I was like I don't really want to do that but maybe I'll like feel better once I do the workout and I woke up and I like out of a deep sleep I was so mm, like, I hate that in that perfect sleep yeah um Ugh. and then the I was like fine I was awake I felt good after the workout and then I just like crashed as soon as I got home so I feel like did you do it like you had to go somewhere or you did it? Yeah, I, I I should have just done it at home. But I probably would have still been like more tired had I done it at home. Yeah. And you and did I'm it without any caffeine or energy or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I just – I rolled out of bed wow. and then Psycho. went straight there. I know. That's crazy. It's very – I don't know. Are you guys – Devin, you're not really a morning person, right? No. I, no. I like mornings, but – my body yeah. just doesn't naturally get up early. My body has always gotten up early. Like I used – my parents used to like make me wait I think until like 7 in the morning and I'd like literally just watch <laughs> the clock and I would wait until it hit 7 o'clock and I would like burst out of my room like, hello world, like let's go. <laughs> my other sister was like – I love that every story of you as a child is like – just you now <laughs> like it's so accurate <laughs> like your parents are probably like wow like this really makes sense that she turned out this way because we've seen this the whole yeah, time probably but maggie are you a morning person right yeah like the hours i don't want i'm not like a 5 a.m morning person at all but like 7 a.m like 7 to 10 or 7 to 11 is like my prime working hours yeah. like I could do a whole work day in 7 to 11. That's awesome. When I wake up, I feel like I'm in the most negative headspace of the day. Like, I wake up and I don't really? want to get up for whatever reason. Like, I don't understand how you guys wake up and you're like, it's time to go. Like, yes, it's a new day. <laughs> you, should do, you should do, like, a realistic, like, in your head, like, what's going on in your head vlog. Yeah. Like, when you I wake up in the morning. Be, like, that would be interesting I, to, like, journal, like, exactly what my thoughts are because they are so, like, it's hard to be realistic. Fucking and like up right like, now. <laughs> just get up. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to, like, I don't know. It's weird. I go through the same cycle almost every single day. Like, literally at night, as I'm falling asleep, I'll be like, okay, tomorrow yeah. things are going to change. I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to film a get ready with me. I'm going to do all this. Like, I have the whole plan thought out. And then, like, right when I wake up, I have mm -hmm. absolutely zero motivation. I'm like, why? How could I have said that I'm going to do all these things? Like, I do not feel yeah. like filming right now. None of that. But then, like, once I get up and have a coffee, then, like, 20-ish minutes later, then I'm like, okay, maybe yeah. I'm feeling yeah. better. I really think that my workouts have changed it for me because I still like before – I mean part of what was like the last – when I was still in my corporate job, I would have to get up at like 5 a.m., like 4.30 sometimes so that I could like make it to in-services or cases or whatever. Um, but – and that – I didn't really love getting up at that point, but – ever since I started my workouts, I like look forward to my mornings probably because I like have a little bit more of a routine. Like I'll put on a podcast on my like drive and it's just like me in the car sipping coffee or water or whatever and listening to a podcast. And then I like work out and I feel better. Yeah. And I'm awake for the day. But I saw this TikTok that said, I don't even know if this is true information, but it said that like we only have like three to four actual hours of like hard work and focus as a human. 
And I feel like that's what I struggle with in the morning with doing workouts or taking the dogs out and stuff. It's like I can either have a productive morning of like cleaning, working myself out, taking them out. And then I get home and I'm like, okay, I don't want to work at all. Or I get all my work done. And then I'm like, I don't feel like working out. Yeah, that's why I have to go to the gym at night, like at the end of my day, because I think if I went to the gym in the morning and came home, then I would sit around for like two hours because I wouldn't have the motivation to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw your video of the fact that you filmed your entire workout. Oh you were God, like I'm so, so embarrassed, and then it didn't. Last time I filmed shit in the TikTok be... app. Yeah, I was like, because I normally thought that you never do that. I didn't think that you I don't, but like, I was trying film. because I like that it has the beauty filter and my skin looks shitty. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna do. How the frick do you get to the beauty filter? Even you just turn it off or on. Yeah, it's on the side panel. I never see it when you're I recording. Like I've never seen it in my life. I always try to freak around and I can never it's, find it. It's not it. like one of the filters. It's like on the yeah. side panel. It's not like it a looks like a little wand. An option. A little yeah. wand icon. You click it on. Oh wait. Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen that. So it just like kind of airbrushes okay. your face a little bit, but. I think it's really nice. So when you said that shirt doesn't have a bra, like it doesn't have any coverage whatsoever because like your nipples no, are not yeah, it's just whatsoever. a tight t-shirt. It didn't look like okay, uncomfortably tight though. No, which yeah. Which was nice too because you know like it. that when it's like and it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, like sucking you in or whatever. No, yeah. it's just There's like, a lot of – And then when you got to take it off yeah. and you're like – There's a few like Aritzia <laughs> tops like that that I actually kind of mm. like but they are very, very tight. Yeah. And kind of uncomfortable. That one's really cute. I finally canceled my gym membership. Did you have to go <laughs> in? And I I wrote I love you. I saw that. Did you post it on your stories or did you make a video about that? I can't remember which one. I posted on my stories, but I literally Googled. I was like, how can I cancel this without going in person? Like, I just – I'm like, what death? Like, who do I got to say died? Or like, what illness do I have to say I have where I cannot leave my house or something? And that said the only other way is by sending a letter. So I wrote a letter and I paid for shipping. <laughs> that is hilarious, Maggie. <laughs> Could camera not go but in for you? they accept it and then I'm all good. No, it has to be me. Oh that's crazy. Unfortunately. I don't understand why because that's what that. I was thinking like what if you can't least leave the yeah. house or something <laughs> so... they do it for they're for a smart reason they have me pay in the last year without mm-hmm. going once yeah I mean that adds up like you know a hundred people that pay forty yeah. dollars a month or even like ten dollars a month that's a thousand dollars yeah mine was just ten dollars yeah. they get you that's so funny um, I'm all caught up, caught up on platonic, and I'm like, oh, so I don't think I am because I'm watching it with show. my sister. So, who was never home? They released. They said they released last week. <laughs> they were supposed to release an episode on Wednesday, and I hit play, and it played for me on Tuesday, and it was like the best oh, yeah. day of my life. Got to see it. Like, that always happens. Oh my gosh! I know they do, it's especially because so I think um, since you're more on the West Coast, it comes out oh yeah earlier on Tuesday. True. It probably comes out at midnight. Yeah. On or maybe 9 p.m. on the East Coast. That's like the Kardashians. Yeah. I know it's kind of dumb how they do that, but maybe our podcast should do that. After that, actually comes out at 9 p.m. True. the day prior, so it wouldn't be late. I do listen to several podcasts like at night, like Armchair Expert does that, where oh. sometimes the night before. Oh, huh. that's fun. 
I don't know. But the character's name is Will, and my boy best friend is so named cute. Will. And that was, like, just so... I was like, oh, I miss him. <laughs> I love that. Um, But I do feel like I am, like, are they going to cheat? I don't, I don't know. I think so. Did you, what, didn't one of you read the I interview so that either. they... That yeah, what's his face did not want it to insinuate anything like that. Yeah, I like that. I was literally laughing so fucking hard during the part where it was like secret skills, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they're all in the bar doing all the thing. That was so funny. That was so good. I was dying laughing. <laughs> and Rose Byrne dancing, and it's like silent. She's like, shh. Everyone's like, shh. <laughs> there's like so many moments of that yeah i I want to be his best friend so much i know same i love his style he's just so funny i don't in a weird way i don't know i used to (laughs) love knocked up it's one of my favorite movies oh i love that too oh me also did we already talk about the fact that the variety episode you said that it was coming out and i was we never talked about it yeah did you watch it (gasps) Yes, I it was loved so good. It. it made me so happy. It made me really happy. It was too. very cute. I, I didn't like... realize it was so long. I know. Yeah, I theirs was it. long. Theirs was really good. I I feel like they took a minute to like warm up to each other, like warm up to the, yeah. not warm up to each other, but warm up to just like the setting and the conversation yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But then I just loved how much they shared about the behind the scenes and like what they were experiencing. I also think it was so good for Katherine Heigl to like be able to share what actually mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like so glad she's sucks. getting that chance now. Yeah, that she was like labeled like that because she was one of the first people to just stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. I wonder, did she ever say something like like what actually happened? Like if she was assaulted or just like said you know something was really wrong? Like said you know someone was really oh, rude to her or like inappropriate? I don't. Well, that's what I was wondering because they were referencing her like speaking out or like tweeting something or something, and I didn't know what that was. I think she also Twitter. She had drama. I think she's the one who had drama with uh, the guy who plays Doctor Burke because he was kind of homophobic, and the guy who plays George T R Knight was like Catherine Heigl's best friend on the set, and he's gay. So I think she like had conflict with him as well. Maybe that's something. But again, it's all just like standing. It's like using your voice and using your platform. And I yeah, guess because as like women, really you're supposed it. to just be quiet and do what you're told and like be yeah. easy to work with and, you know, not confrontational. And she yeah. actually just stood well, up. For, she just said what she wants. Like she stand, stood up for yeah. herself. Well, I love that um, Ellen was like, or I think Catherine describing herself as like sweet or something. And then Ellen was like, no, you're yeah, not. Really <laughs> <Yeah. good. laughs> like, also, you stood up for, and then I've heard that the knocked up set was uncomfortable for her too. So yeah. I think that's also where she kind of got like this hard to work with label. But that set, yeah. she was yeah, like having to have them. sex on the screen like a million times. So that makes sense. Like yeah. back then, they didn't have like intimacy coordinators or anything, and she was well, that's with a bunch I didn't of that was so either. interesting. I had yeah. no idea that they had those, and she got emotional. She got like kind of worked up in the interview. I know. Like, so happy like, that like the little girls had the oh, had yeah. the intimacy Firefly coordinators Firefly and like yeah, how much she 
we're wish talking about Catherine would... Heigl and yeah. Alan Pompeo if we didn't say oh. that oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we just said the variety interview <laughs> we just read each other's minds yeah everyone should watch it it was really really good especially if you're oh, a great so fan. good yeah that made me very oh. happy I thought that was really interesting what they talked about with the intimacy coordinators Same. of like how Catherine thought like oh that might be bad or weird at first and then like once she experienced it she was like oh this is amazing yeah yeah because you could totally like if you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to tell the director or tell your co-star or something like you could just go to them and then that person can communicate it for you yeah and it's so hard to speak up for yourself and the fact that the intimacy coordinator is like no she's not doing that it's off limits Mm -hmm. we're not we're not like that's awesome that they don't have to be that person yeah because and i've read i think maybe lauren graham wrote a book of being an actor but it was a fictional book but she obviously drew from real experience and she was saying how like when you get hired for a tv show or movie you like try to write in to the contract what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with like nudity wise or sex wise or whatever Mm. but the director and the producers are always going to try to get that out of you like get more from you in the moment because you're not going to say no because they're gonna be like actually can you take your bra off because it's going to make the scene so much better and Mm -hmm. when you didn't have an intimacy coordinator you'll be like you want it to be good so you'll be Uh, like oh sure I guess yeah like yeah that's crazy I would love to go on a set and like see a sex scene of what it actually looks like. It that probably looks so, so I uncomfortable. I sound like the horniest motherfucker ever in this podcast. <laughs> like, I just mean like, I mean like to see what it actually is and like how, like because they're not really doing anything. On Armchair Expert, they were talking about some movie where the sex scene is so realistic. I don't remember what movie it was because it's an old movie. And there's like rumors that the actors actually had sex. That they actually did it. I don't yeah. remember what movie it is. I haven't seen it. But I'll, the I ru- the actors either. said that that's not true. But that kind of reminds me of Evelyn Hugo. Did you guys read Evelyn mm-hmm. Hugo? There's this when mm-hmm. her and Celia break up for like the second to last time. It's because Evelyn has an orgasm on screen. Well, a fake orgasm on oh, screen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. nobody, ha- no women had ever done that back then. And people thought that she was right. really having sex. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like, I Love Lucy, they didn't even show... That was the first show where they showed them, like, in the same bed together as a married oh, couple. Yeah, like, before that, that, it would literally be separate beds, even. That's really funny. I it's wonder in sex life if they... Because, you know, like, the two actors are dating. Which two? Yeah. Oh, I, it's I've probably more... they'll probably do more yeah they probably just put it still in front of a whole um, crew so uh, did we talk about on daisy jones and the six uh riley keogh who plays daisy had a sex scene with a random guy and they thought it would be funny to bring her husband in for the sex scene. oh yeah 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 and so (laughs) she had to do a sex scene with her husband and they said it she said it was incredibly awkward so yeah oh that's so funny and she I bet that would be awkward. Yeah. Like that would be so awkward because like you don't want to like actually like Because it's not real. Yeah. yeah. People are watching you, you like, and like you actually you do, do that together in real life. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. um <laughs> Yeah. Or Dak Shepard was talking about too, because he was rewatching Parenthood and he was saying how that like first kiss that he ever did for Parenthood when he watched it back, he was like, Holy shit, like do I kiss like that? Like I look oh, yeah. like <laughs> the worst kisser ever and then he had to learn like how to kiss for cameras and like it's a much different way to kiss than like how you actually would in real yeah. life that's funny i forgot so that weird. he was on parenthood how many there was a lot of seasons of that weren't there 
so many yeah i benched that a few years ago again it's so good so good i love it me too hey, welcome back to another episode of so glad we're friends i'm maggie i'm Devin. i'm Brittany. and was that today... the longest pause ever yeah possibly <laughs> i'm like trying to breathe and be silent and not sniffle <laughs> I sniffle. hope this goes away soon. I know. Devin was like, I had to edit out all of them. And I just, I'm trying to mute So do you think it's not um, allergies? Do you think it's a cold? No, I do think it's allergies more than oh. cold. But it's been like a while. So I hope it's allergies. I know. Cold. Well, what I think happened cold. is that it's allergies but because I didn't like take anything for it it exasperated like my throat and it just made everything worse because I didn't take any like antihistamines to like kind of calm things down yeah so now I've like prolonged it and I think I indefinitely taking I know I need to I think I need to keep taking medicine though because I like stopped last week because I was feeling better and then now this week it's kind of back so you know we're calling yeah, you should take like a a allergy pill every night before bed or something. Yeah, I chugged like aller- whatever like medicine last night and was knocked out and felt so good. Ooh, I, love <laughs> I slept like a baby. <laughs> I know it, that's why it probably was like harder for me to get up this morning too. Oh but. yeah, probably. Yeah, I got a little drunk last night and I slept like a baby. <laughs> oh, oh, you're still having your after work beverages? Why? <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a Paloma. Uh, well, no, I had two Palomas. <laughs> but it was fun. The 14% ones? Yeah. What did you do? What were you doing? Um, I cooked. <laughs> and then yeah, me and Cameron fun. just hung out. And then I was just, I don't know, I was just like having fun <laughs> doing things. I was texting you about which book I should read. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I'm drunk. Like, I'm not going to start a book right now. <laughs> <laughs> You probably wouldn't remember anything. Yeah, probably not, but it was a good time. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Um, How are you feeling about the whole dating thing, Dev? Um, I feel like I need to stop putting it off and do it. <laughs> <laughs> but why like, are you, how do you Why feel? do you think you're putting it off? Like, are you, like, nervous? Is, are you putting it off because you're nervous or, like – um yeah like i don't like specifically want to do it yeah so it's like an easy to ignore thing yeah and then the weeks go by (laughs) i'm 45 and i'm still single i wonder a way that we could like make it fun for you to like go through the applications and narrow it down we could play a drinking game through it yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> like anytime How they would say, that work? anytime you like read a word or something, we can find like a few words that they say a lot. Yeah, I just need to we pick just a couple bring. people. Yeah, but so for the dating series, we're gonna be doing like it's not every single episode in a row. It's gonna be like a few episodes, and then the next episode of the dating series, and then a few episodes, and then the next episode of the dating series. Because Devin got to actually do some dates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first, she got to make her final Pick decision. Who she wants to. I also Does it make you, like, want to hinge. also... 
Yeah. Does it make you want to like go on the apps or like go to bars or something like meet people organically? Yeah. I – that would be preferred. Yeah. Let's do a hinge night. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I would love that. What do you guys I think that'd be fun. It is just – I yeah, I need your guys' help <laughs> because it is hard for me because I'm not necessarily – I talked about this on TikTok, but first of all, because I, unless I really like someone, I don't want to put myself out of my comfort zone to hang out with yeah. them because I don't need that like validation for my self-esteem or anything. Like I'm fine staying at home. So if I'm not really interested in someone, then I just don't do anything. And the problem is I'm not going out and meeting anyone that I'm interested in. And when I'm looking through apps or like these online applications, I don't actually know the person. So I'm not right. interested in them. I don't have a connection and I don't want to put myself out of my comfort zone to go hang out with them. And also yeah. I like really am attracted to people once I get to know them. And that's also yes. so freaking hard as an introvert because I have to like put in the effort to get to Take know people time. to know if I actually yeah. am attracted to them. There's, It's less likely that I'm going to like right away see them and be like, oh my God, I'm so attracted to this person. That's kind of yeah. why I feel I like this about that for like online stuff is so hard because you just see a person and you're like, okay, I don't have that immediate physical attraction, but I could be like emotionally yeah, connected to them. And yeah. then like the physical part comes with that too. Yeah. Like be people usually become much more attractive to me once I have like the emotional attraction or whatever. Yeah. I totally agree. But that's why I feel like this is kind of like just the practice of like you getting to a point of getting yeah. comfortable getting to know someone, like doing that harder step of the initial part where it's like, okay, you may not end up liking them, but like you're just getting comfortable talking to them on the phone or like getting comfortable asking them a few questions to see if you could possibly like them. So then maybe when you're putting yourself out there of like hanging out with different friend groups or going out to bars or something then you'd feel more comfortable going up to somebody or like asking those same questions and communicating with people in person because you already have experience with it. Like one of yeah. my friends, she like is a serial monogamous like me and like only has long-term relationships and never like dated at all. And she basically did like a challenge kind of where she just was challenging herself to go on dates, but not like fully date any of them and just kind of make it a practicing thing and it helped her so much because like through each date she learned like oh I like this about this guy but I don't like that so then like in the next yeah. guy she's like oh well he's lacking this that I need but I really like this about him and it just like kind of helps you to learn what you even like and who would be right for you yeah I that is so smart I totally see the logic in that I need to do that I'm on board with that it's just, it's just that I just oh, keep putting it on actual act because I'm not like actually saying. excited about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But how could you I feel like do, is anybody? Uh, there's some like I feel like I Alex guess Earl right, just yeah. said I can't I will never say no to a date because I like going out to dinner on a date with someone or somebody on TikTok said that. Yeah. And I was like, Alex said that. The fuck? Like a I lot of girls that. just like <laughs> yeah, going out on dates. Like Saturday obviously night. not. Yeah. I just have fun like I don't know. The initial conversation talking to strangers and like getting to know people yeah <laughs> i've been telling but people think... about this but um extroverts they their brain rewards them for like talking to strangers or talking to anyone mm. like they get hits of dopamine 
from talking yeah. to strangers or like public speaking or whatever, whereas introverts don't. Speaking. So like, yeah, some <laughs> of them. Um, but if you went up and did a public speaking event, would you come off of it like, yeah, like psyched about it? Probably. Like, would you have like endorphins like, and stuff from panel, doing it? After my panel, yes. I felt so like exhilarated. Do you feel like where you question the things that you said or anything or like doubt yourself after or like you just feel like, oh, I killed that. That was so great. I think it really depends on the topic. Like when Mm -hmm. I was doing my – when I was on the panel in Austin, it was something I'm like super passionate and excited about. So I don't – I didn't really like overthink anything I said. Yeah. But – I mean, you did great. I was so excited watching. (laughs) Yeah. It was fun. I don't know. I think – yeah, that is interesting. I definitely have that like reward feedback loop of like talking to somebody new. Yeah, and, and so because I don't have that, my brain doesn't reward me from do- for doing that. It doesn't make me want to continue doing it. But like when I post on Instagram I and I can... see those little notifications at the bottom, my brain gets a dopamine hit from that. So then I want to keep doing it. So that that's like Do you feel rewarded when you do something to push yourself out of your comfort zone, like doing the pottery class or going to work out or any of the things, like eating lunch alone? Are you like, oh, I did it. Like, that's cool. I So uh, I don't really. And this is exactly Mm. what the author said in the book is like after an extrovert gives a speech, they come off and they're like pumped and they're like, oh, my God, that was so great. I did so good like that. I feel so good when an introvert comes off of giving a public speech or whatever or doing something scary or whatever, they're like, okay, I did it. I survived. I said the right things and now I'm done and I'm going to go home now. Like that's mm-hmm. you're not like, oh yes, I'm psyched. You're like, okay, cool. I did it. Like pat on the back or whatever, yeah. but I'm not like having this wow. rush of endorphins or anything. That's interesting. I that wonder if very you can much like, me. <laughs> I wonder if you can train your brain to create that though, because like our brains – are so good at creating those new neural neural pathways and I think but you'd have to like really like overdo it like you'd have to like really probably give yourself a huge reward to like get that dopamine rush yeah after doing something scary to like kind of like create that especially because it's not even like the little like if you don't even feel anything after doing those things yeah and I think like just because I'm an introvert doesn't mean like oh I'm never going to be able to like enjoy doing those things. It just, yeah, yeah, it would require a lot of practice and repetition and it's harder for me than it is for like Brittany. But that doesn't mean like I'm always just going to be afraid and stuck in my house. I'm not that introverts are afraid and stuck in their houses, but you know what I mean? You know what's so interesting though? I was like thinking about this the other day. I don't know if it's because I, because I feel like you guys look at extroverts and you're like, okay, this is, I wish I was like that. But then mm-hmm. I over here looking at like introverts and be like, oh, like there's so much like reward in being an introvert and like there there's so many good things about being an introvert. And I'm like, do I need to be more like that as well? It's, it's always you want what you don't have. You want to be what you're not or at least bits and pieces of that, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there – I don't know. Like that's what I'm kind of like thinking about is like there's like different things I've seen online of just like, okay – I feel there's like so many great qualities about introverts. I'm like, oh, I would love to have that or something. And it's just funny. I'm like, oh, like are introverts better than extroverts type of thing? Not in our society in In America. (laughs) 
Yeah. But the, my perception currently is that it is because of like whatever I've been Why? watching or reading. Interesting. I don't know. Because I think that there's like more. Just because Devin's in that, your like, brain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like Devin's like my introvert and I'm like, damn, she's awesome. And like, I want to like take qualities that she has and like embody them too. I want to take qualities that you have and embody them. Yeah, also it's weird because like you only get one life in one brain and I'll never know what it's like to like be an extrovert unless I take a bunch of drugs, I guess. But that's so crazy to think about. It's sad. Like I want to know what it's like to, yeah. I mean, Maggie can attest I'm, like, pretty outgoing when I'm drunk. Yeah, that's why I'm, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's not weird. I'm telling you, because like I'm that, an introvert, but... it's so much about, like, the mental stimulation that I'm having going on in my brain. And because, like, alcohol is a stimulant, it just provides my brain with, like, that thing that I'm missing or something. Confidence? Alcohol is a depressant. But isn't it also it might, a stimulant? Maybe it quiets. No, it's a depressant. No, but it can make well, you feel stimulated. Right? Also, like it probably just quiets the anxiety that's like going on in your brain, so you're not like thinking like the feedback loops that are like going on. Yeah, your brain that is how it is for me. Like, like has something to do with your frontal lobe. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, your it probably like quiets your like prefrontal cortex of like decision making uh-huh. and everything, so you're not like, okay, I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, like should I say this? Did I say that? Weird? Was that weird? Did they think that that was weird? Like. Yeah. Do you have anxiety the next day after you drink? Like, if you go out and you drink? Yeah. I don't really. That's good. I have, like, that, um, like, dehydration anxiety where my heart's racing and I'm shaking and I just have – If I drink too much, you know, like, I have to get out of bed because I just don't feel – Yeah. Oh, my God. But then also, like – but when I went out with Maggie, I was like, I woke up and I was thinking about all the stupid things that I said. And I was like, oh my God, is she mad at me? <laughs> I've never been like that before. <laughs> but that's what I think when I, I don't get anxiety after on like a drunk night when everyone else is drunk. Cause then I'm like, okay, like if I said something stupid, yeah. everybody was saying dumb shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I get more anxious if like everyone's sober because then I'm like, oh what did I say dumb and then like mm-hmm. I can't blame that on being drunk that's just my brain <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I don't know we should start these questions because there's okay. a lot okay I also have to pee first so could you maybe talk while I pee real quick <laughs> yeah okay I'll be real fast <laughs> she's so what's funny. I know I've been taking that spironolactone, which is a diuretic, and it hasn't oh, made me yeah. happy How anymore. I mean, I guess it takes two to three months to actually start working. Yeah. I just had a period. Are in you my doing face it with broke out like crazy? Yeah. Are you doing anything else, like any topicals? I have my curology, but it was never working to begin yeah. with, so I don't know. I'm just. Are you hydrating a lot in your skin? Like, are you using a lot of, like, good moisturizers? um, I use. No, because – so I'm, like, afraid of putting anything on my face that's going to make me break out or, like, clog my pores. So I've literally been just washing my face and doing a moisturizer because I'm afraid to put anything else on my face. 
That's interesting. I wonder what do you know what the actives are in your curology? There's tretinoin, azalacidic acid, azelaic, and something else. Azelaic or salicylic? Azelaic, I think. Yeah. Okay, never heard of that. It helps um, like the red inflammation, um, and it's something for I didn't realize this, but it actually helped my skin a lot because um, I had like light uh, rosacea, and mm. like when. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I guess if you have rosacea, it can, like, cause more breakouts. So mm. the azelaic acid, like, helps to just, like, calm your skin. That's huh. cool. But So I wonder what there is in there for the clogged pores and stuff. I don't know. Well, tretinoin is, like, it's cell turnover. Yeah. But oh, okay. you have to be, like, so – that I'm interested to see – like, because is it a face wash or is it, like, a cream? It's a cream. I'm so curious though, because like, did they start you out like only once a week using tretinoin, like using your cream, or were they like using uh, it? Every it day? says to like use it like twice a week at first and like work your way up to using did it you more do that? often. Mm, probably not. Actually, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I did it like three times a week, and then yeah, sometimes it's sometimes like too I much. Blast the shit like... out of my face, and then I start like getting like a little <laughs> bit of peeling. I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? Like, <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Because like it is, it's one of those things where like you want you want to see results, so you start using it more and more. But it really takes your skin like a lot longer than you think it does to start working. Mm-hmm. So even like a lot of times, it's like once a week, not even like twice a week to start using. Yeah, it. and then letting your skin like build up the tolerance to it and yeah. getting used to it. I'm and impatient. Using a really good moisturizer on top of it. I like yeah. direct results. I know, but I'm hoping, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to be patient with this bronolactone. I'm hoping like after two months, my face starts clearing up and then I can start adding other things back into my skincare yeah. routine. Do all these chemicals just have such long names because people just needed to make up new words? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so just like, scorlactabom, glycomycosine. <laughs> <laughs> just random Well, sounds. all the endings have Drug like uh, different meaning. So, like, the oh. own of something or, like, axone is, like, a part of the oh, chemical. Like, so Spanish. Like combine it all. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I feel like it's also really good to see a derm in, like, a med spa. Like, yeah, a PA I, in a med spa. I'm telling you. I think the two of them can really, like – connect the dots that's what I did I went to like a, when my skin like finally figured itself out was I went to a dermatologist that was part of a med spa and they mm. communicated a lot more and they were oh, able to provide cool. like a lot of like helpful treatments together instead yeah. of the dermatologist just relying on chemicals and pills and all this other stuff so yeah once the meds start hitting I'm definitely gonna start getting facials because like also my, I have so many clogged pores in something that I've been having lately that I've never had before is so many whiteheads on my chin. Mm, Like if I pull my lip up and look at my chin, there are just so many little tiny bumps all over my chin. I'm like, I need to get those things sucked out or something. I don't know. So give me a month or two and then get back into that skincare shit. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Speed round. Okay, so today we're doing a Q&A. (laughs) 
and it's themed around like big sister advice and questions we asked you guys on our instagram for anonymous questions so make sure you're following our instagram and join our facebook community so you can be up to date with all the things happening um okay i'll start with like a longer one (laughs) (laughs) semi (laughs) mid mid roll (laughs) yeah okay this one's kind of long but i'll read the whole thing I'm in a fairly big group of friends. There are nine of us, and there are also both boys and girls within the group. So people within the group hang out separately pretty frequently. For example, the girls may separate from the guys or vice versa. Sometimes two to three people from the group will hang out alone. But lately, I've been feeling like they are all hanging out more and more without me. There will be nights where I see six out of the nine of us out at a bar, and I get so sad and wonder why I'm not invited. I always try and make an effort to invite everyone, but I do have to admit I'm never really the one making the plans. How do I stop feeling all this FOMO and feeling like my friends hate me? This used to happen to me all the time because I was always in a friend group of at least three, like my three best friends, and they would like hang out and have sleepovers without me. And I think I'm realizing it's because like I didn't put enough effort in like being interested in some of the things that they were doing. So maybe that's because I'm an introvert and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home early tonight, guys. Like maybe I was the one kind of making them think that I didn't want to come or didn't want to be invited. Yeah. So maybe. It could also be like, you know, when you invite people to certain things and like they say no, like three or four times. Yeah. Like, okay. And maybe like she happened to be busy. I don't know if like she mentioned that. I think she did. But like if like. You know, somehow she was busy like four times, like out of the times where they were going to the bar. So they're like, okay, just like you're saying, maybe they're like, oh, maybe the bar scene isn't like what she's interested in. She like wants to do like house parties or something instead. Yeah. Do you guys think that she should like bring it up? Like, I think I would almost ask, like, are you guys mad at me or like, but I'm so like that where I think everyone's mad at me, where it's not always the best to. Just if you're closer to one person in the group or like a couple too. of girls, bring it up to them and be like, oh, what did you guys do last weekend? Why wasn't I invited? Or, you know, like in yeah. a way that doesn't feel like you're attacking them or anything or like yeah. for sure. But just getting some thinking about maybe why they're not inviting you. It's probably nothing personal, but yeah, you're never going to know if you don't ask. Yeah, I wouldn't like pose it to that many people. I just pose it to yeah. people that you're like closest to. Yeah, but I think that's a good idea to bring it up. Yeah, I think so too. They're probably not doing it like necessarily intentionally. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always like, I that think it's I also really hard in that big group of people. Like, I think a lot of people will be like assumptive of like, oh, mm-hmm. you invited Carrie or whatever, right? And like, then nobody invited Carrie because For it was sure. like this group text and this group text and this group text and. Or if, like, some of them are roommates or work together or have class together or something, then you're communicating, like, closer and then don't communicate it to everybody. Right. Yeah. Okay, next question. I like to think of myself as a good friend, and I do get very, very excited when good things are happening in my friends' lives. But to be honest, I also get very jealous. It's hard to watch someone so close to you get the thing that you want so badly and then feel like you can't get it yourself anymore. How do I just stay in my own lane and not compare where I am in my life to my friends and people I see online? 
That's we all do this. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. Yeah, it's a human nature thing for sure. And sometimes you have to like take a step back and like take a moment and then be like, okay, I'm going to – now I need to be excited for my friend because they're excited for me when I get things. Yeah. I think two feelings – like you can have – two feelings at once and they Mm -hmm. both can be totally fine and separate like you getting a new brand deal it's like oh I'm so excited for you to get a brand deal and I'm so like happy that things are turning around and at the same time you could be like well I want more yeah yeah but it doesn't take away anything from your own life or like that you're on the wrong path at all like you're somebody else's timeline in life literally has no effect on yours whatsoever Mm mm-hmm I also think too that with things like that, it's taking a step back and understanding what you really want because sometimes it's like you might not even want some of the things that other people are getting. It's just like there's things happening for people. So it's like you want something to happen for yourself. So like maybe if, you know, it's Devin getting a brand deal, what is Devin doing? Like what are things that she's embodying and like trying that maybe I can take on and like take action for myself instead of just like observing and being kind of like taking a step back. Um, Especially with friends too. Like our friends are our friends. Like you can ask those questions to them and you have like insight into their lives. So I don't think it's something to really just like internalize as much, like maybe asking for help and seeing what advice they can provide will give a different perspective on like things that you could be doing too. Yeah. yeah. The most difficult thing that I've ever like dealt with as a human, I think all of us struggle with is like the comparison thing. Mm-hmm. It's so hard not to compare where you're at with where other people are at. And even like once you move up and you like achieve something that you want, you're still going to like find someone else who has more than you and compare yourself to them. It's just like always yeah. a constant struggle. That's what, when you're talking, I was just thinking about how, like, kind of in life, when you start out in life, it's like, okay, we're all at the same place. We're going to elementary school together. Really, the only differences can be, like, people's grades at first through high school. It's like, oh, I wish I could do better at school, or oh, I wish I had this thing that their parents give them. But it's not, like, about your trajectory in life. And then, like, once you're in college, it's like, okay, we're still all in college. But then after college, it's like, that's when it really starts to separate because people are just doing their own things at their own timelines. Like somebody Mm -hmm. might go get their master's degree. Somebody might get married. Somebody might already have a baby, but like things not career wise, like baby and having a partner and getting married and like all of those things are really not like, you can't force any of that or be like, I need this by this time. Like that is so just on your own timeline. It'll happen when it will happen. And your friend getting married doesn't affect when you're supposed to meet your soulmate like you would want it to be the right person and you don't want to like put pressure on like you don't want to marry the wrong person just because you feel like you need to be married by 23 or whatever yeah yeah I think we like what I try to do is go through life knowing that I'm going to get like whatever thing that I want what what's an example I want to let's say if I wanted to be famous or whatever and I'm not famous yet and I'm struggling so much to be famous. But if I knew in 10 years I'm going to be famous, then this whole time of me struggling, I wouldn't be struggling. I'd be so excited. I'd be like living in the moment and like these are the years that I have before I become famous. Like if you could have yeah. that mindset like you're going to get that, but the fun part is like working towards it, then you would – I just feel like you would be so much happier than like 
worrying about whether or not you're going to get these things that you want. That's yeah. so true. And then always when I you look back, a- it's like you always realize like, oh, that's why that was meant to happen that way. Or like, yeah. oh, I needed yeah. to grow more in this way before I met this person. Or I needed to have this in my business complete before I was able to get that brand deal or whatever it might be. Like, Yeah, it all makes sense once you achieve that goal <laughs> yeah. or like you get to that <laughs> place in life that you've wanted. But sometimes I think it's, it's hard to like believe that you're actually going to get there. And it's hard to go back to that spot when, like, you're really in it, when you're, like, in the dumps and you're like, fuck, what is going on? Like, why is this happening to me? It's harder to, like, receive that feedback and perspective. But I think that's something to, like, always shift out of and see, like, what can you kind of have a different perspective on and remember, like, the bigger picture of it all instead of Mm -hmm. this micro moment in time that is going to pass. Yeah. yeah. And I think like focusing on self-love and stuff and appreciating yeah. the things about you that make you different. Cause I always struggle with that of thinking that once somebody did something, then I couldn't do it or it was like no longer available to me. But if you focus on like what makes you special and how you can take on that same thing differently, then it like allows something new in your brain to be like, oh, I can still do this thing or I can still get this thing. It doesn't matter that yeah. somebody else has it. Yeah. Okay. Somebody said, how to keep a relationship alive after dating for eight plus years. And I've never dated somebody for eight plus years. Bro, how long have you and Joe been dating? Five years? Five, yeah. And that's the longest that you've dated somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think think it's finding shared interests or something. Like something to both get into like how Brit's starting to do tennis like something maybe trying different things with your partner to try to like bond over again yeah I think that's really good learning something new I think obviously like the whole having date nights and making the time to have quality time is really great but because I'm so like anxiously attached and want that time all the time for me to keep it alive and have like more of a spark and stuff was like also having my own individual self and like experiencing some of the things that it was like when we first started dating like if I'm going out with friends and then I get to come home to him after that's like more fun sometimes or like if we have our own individual separate things then when we come together it's like more exciting because we like miss each other and we're not just together the whole time but I think it depends on your relationship and like if you struggle more with making the time for each other or making time individually yeah Maybe it's even, like, reassessing, like, your love languages. Maybe, like, yeah. at the beginning you were really attentive and good at, like, responding to them and doing the things that your partner wants. But over time it's kind of slipped. Because I think over – like, you just get more comfortable with somebody. And it's easy to kind of let some of those little things go. But remembering, like, all the little things and thinking about the things that you can kind of contribute to the relationship as well. Yeah. And, like, checking in frequently where it's not, like, after eight years, you're, like, wait, is our relationship <laughs> dead? Like, where yeah. maybe every month you or every week or whatever it might be, you ask, like, how can I help you this month? Like, what do you need from me this month? How are you feeling about our relationship this month? What can I do better? Whatever it might be. Like, I think that can help. Because it's not like you just keep a relationship alive. Like, there's – it's a, like, roller coaster yeah. where – I don't know. 
I think that's really important too. Um, the similar question. Somebody said, how do you navigate unmatched sex drives with your partner? For instance, high sex drive coupled to somebody with low sex drive slash desire. That's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know I if think... I'm... Go ahead, Bert. I think it's being really open and communicating that to your partner, too. Um, and understanding what they like Mm -hmm. and don't like because it's probably easier for someone with like a lower sex drive to participate if it's something that they're like actually enjoying so if they're just doing the same thing over and over again it's probably like not going to be like that fun for them to like get in the moment to be there but if they can like get excited about it they'll probably like want to participate and like be more active in it as well yeah i think people struggle or like people always question in dog mom club we talk about this a lot of like people are like am i doing it enough or like you're having sex five times a week like that's way more i only do it every month or something like that random examples but like there really is no normal amount or like an amount that should keep your relationship healthy it is more the like unmatched sex drives where if the person is unhappy constantly with the amount that you're doing it um I am like much lower. I feel like in most times it's the girl is lower, but Britt isn't mm-hmm. for you. It's the opposite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have like definitely some people in Dom Mom Club where it's the opposite, but I think like knowing the difference between boys and girls helps in my mind and was something that me and Cameron had to like talk about a lot because like there's almost nothing that I could do that would make him not want to have sex with me. Like we could be he could be so mad at me I could be looking like so ugly hair not done no makeup on like have the flu and he'd still want to do it but like for me there's like a million reasons why I wouldn't want to that doesn't even have to do with him like it might be just what's going on in my brain at the moment that makes me not want to but like in his head because he would do it with me for at any time then he thinks it's like rejection specifically about him so I think like explaining all the reasons why like you might not be feeling like it and how you can take that away and how he can maybe help you like let go of that stress or let go of whatever things in your mind are like stopping you. I think that's helpful. Yeah. I also think it's like important to make time for it too. Like it's some, you know, when, especially when you're first started dating, like it kind of just like happens like as much as you want or like it's just more fun like at the beginning. And so I think as much as it's kind of like weird it's you have to like be intentional about it too you can't just like expect it to just like spontaneously happen whatever like I think it's better to initiate and like have a conversation and make time for it than to just like let it be this thing that you're like one person's like oh I'm good I'm fine whatever and the other person's like like life hasn't happened in a week mm-hmm. <laughs> like too long How do you feel about – I've seen, like, a few TikToks or girls talking where they make it, like, a challenge to themselves where they basically force themselves to do it every single day for, like, 30 days or 100 days or something. And then they say that that, like, increases their sex drive because then they're doing it every day. But I don't – something about that really rubs me the wrong way. Like, making yourself. Yeah, that's, like, not something – I kind of get it, though, to some degree because – Oftentimes, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but like once you're in the moment, then it like 
can't for get sure. more excited. And like the so more it's like I do it, the, the act more of I like want starting to. to do it. Yeah. It's just the act of like starting to do it. Yeah. So I mean I would I don't think I would want to like do it every day, but <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I could see like how it would multiple help. times a week to try and like increase it. Yeah. That's so but also boys think I've like when they hear foreplay or something, then they're like, oh, okay, we need to do that. Cause then like, oh, once we start, then she'll be good or then she'll want to do yeah. it more. But like, I also think foreplay is like way outside of the bedroom and you need foreplay before actually any foreplay. Yes. Like if yeah. I'm, if he's not excited to see me when he comes home from work or like helping me with chores or doing a bunch of things like i'm not gonna want to have sex at all yeah <laughs> you gotta be helping out around here. <laughs> i thought yours is Take an notes, act of service man. is it no but like words of affirmation access yeah like all of them yeah. i like all of them like i need you to hold my hand before <laughs> you just want to penetrate me you know but like yeah like if you're in a bad mood and you have a bunch of shit to do and he says oh yeah. you look so beautiful today you're gonna be like i don't give a fuck like help me do the dishes yeah. so yeah i have to read the room but also that is helpful like of saying oh you're so beautiful rather than just like you're so hot i need i yeah. need you now but like, if i was in a bad helpful. mood or something i'd be like you guys know i don't take yeah. compliments very well so i'd be yeah, like yeah maybe I don't care. Thing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, this is funny. But I think good communication like around though. this helps. Yeah. yeah. But I like the idea of just doing more like foreplay throughout the day and the week as well. Yeah. I think that can help. And knowing what your partner, necessary. the one with the low sex drive, what like they like, what, what turns them on. What their what, checklist is. What's going on in their head. It is hard yeah. though because like when you are unmatched like that, it's like the person with the higher sex drive does have to compromise more often because it's yeah. worse to force yourself to have sex than to just not you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. yeah great okay this is another long one but this is a good one please tell me if i'm being crazy my boyfriend and i have been dating for two years and we're both 22 years old the other day we were sitting together in bed on our phones and i noticed so many girls in bikinis sexual dancing etc as he was scrolling tiktok I'm not proud of this, but I didn't say anything in the moment. And then when I got the opportunity, I decided to snoop because I had such a bad feeling in my gut about this. On Instagram, I found that he's following several girls from OnlyFans. He's liking Instagram model pictures, and he even replied to one of their stories with the fire emoji. The next morning, I confronted him, and he told me that this was no big deal. He doesn't know any of these girls at all. He's not cheating or doing anything like that and he's only focused on me i feel like i'm being cheated on and now i'm wondering is he paying for these only fan girls is he watching porn is he talking to ig models is this okay and normal for a relationship what do you allow in your relationship well i i was like fuck no (laughs) i i mean i i would maybe ask him not to comment on those girls pictures that's embarrassing i say unfollow (laughs) yeah but like i mean you can't not allow them to like watch porn like some girls i mean we all know guys have such a higher sex drive than girls like you can't be like oh you can only have sex with me and not watch porn (laughs) but that's me (laughs) some girl hello (laughs) i have the more realistic like balanced perspective here 
Do you think, Britt, because you have a higher sex drive, yes. you're maybe like, well, I'm, I want to. Like, I guess, Britt, yeah, in your I situation, would it would be like, okay, yeah. I, It'd in be your a slap in the face. But like, I'm like, hi. I'm right I'm here, here, yeah. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Because I'd say yes. And I'd be like, oh. because most, of the, I feel like most of the time it's because girls are like, no, no, no. So they're also, like, I have to have something. You literally can't control how you're feeling. So, like, this girl feeling like she's being cheated on because her boyfriend is obsessed with OnlyFans models. Like, obviously, you can't help that. And so talking to him about it – I mean, she already did talk to him about it. He said it's not a big deal. But you can't help the way you're feeling, you know? No. I think it's fine to ask him to unfollow those people and, like, stop liking them. I feel like it's a hobby. Start following a bunch of sports teams. They're two years in. Like, I feel like this is so something that you would talk about initially of, like, these are what I consider cheating and this is what I don't want you to do. Like, I'm not okay with you watching porn or porn's fine. I don't want you messaging girls or you can watch porn, but you can't subscribe to someone on OnlyFans. Like, there's a bunch of different levels here. I know everyone's relationship is so different, but... I think it would be too much for a guy to, that I'm dating to subscribe to OnlyFans. I would not like that. Because that's like a specific girl. That's different yeah. than just like pulling up a random porn video to me. Yeah. One I, of my I friends. Could not deal with that. Her, I could not be okay with that. One of my friend's exes subscribed to her sister on OnlyFans. What? It is crazy. Oh, He's the worst weird. man alive. But oh, like, so disgusting. I feel like girls don't even want their boyfriends to have like crushes on other girls. But like, we have crushes on this is fact. like celebrities. <laughs> it's so true. Like, if Maggie, I'm saying you like I comment don't... on, you're messaging Harry Styles over here. Like, how does exactly. Cameron feel about that? Exactly. So like, that's kind of how the point of view I'm trying to like take on it. Like, <laughs> I don't like your it's point healthy. <laughs> I think. Your boyfriend okay, should be able to be to like, know. oh, I think Mila Kunis is so hot. Like, yeah. But I again, think that's the difference of Mila Kunis is unattainable, where like, well, OnlyFans models only are unattainable. Like, they're yeah, but too. I think it's, I've gotten better. I think it's fine to be like, so and so is hot. I don't really want to hear. I love how you said I've gotten like, better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i don't i don't really want to hear about it but like it's fine if it like you know that's a thought that occurs but i think that it's a different thing to be like catching up on them and like keeping tabs and like exactly trying to like and reply on stories and stuff like that's like crossing a line to me i personally always want to be able to like work to the mindset of like if i'm dating a guy and he sees a girl and he's like, oh, she's pretty. Like, I don't know. I guess I would get a little insecure about that. But like, but yeah, is it you're a allowed to think street? that. Is it a model? Is it a celebrity? Like, those all. Any of them. Is like a friend? I, like, yeah. a coworker? Like, that's way know. different. I think that you need to talk to him. Yeah, if it's again, a coworker or something, then I would be a little nervous. Yeah. But like if a girl walked into a coffee shop and he was staring or something. Oh yeah. I think me and Cameron, honestly, because like I 
also love girls a little <laughs> like when a girl walks in I'm like look at her butt <laughs> like look at that girl yeah boobs. like that's the more of relationship that I would want to be comfortable and it's all about being secure with yourself and your own relationship yeah, for sure because like I know I have a better butt so because like, I'm still gonna see people and be like oh he's hot you know like yeah exactly but it's not like I'm gonna yeah literally we were in Ikea I think it says a lot though like on TikTok though TikTok's algorithm is so like it gives you what you want and so if that's like his entire feed like I think that says a lot but also TikTok if you stop and watch watch one goddamn specific video it will not stop showing you that so like I literally have to like when the actors on actors Catherine Heigl Ellen Pompeo thing came out I stopped and watched one video and then that was all my whole for you page so I had to like skip it as quick as possible because I'm like I don't want this to be my for you page yeah Cameron got lemonade the other day and like mm-hmm. it was like a brand new profile obviously so like he saw the main homepage, and it was like several girls and stuff and he clicked on one that was like a girl showing her workout and then, like, each slide was, like, her different workout thing. And then he clicked on it, and he was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Like, I can't. It's going to keep showing a bunch of girls if I click on this one and stare at it too long. Yeah, it's like, tricky. The algorithm is like that. I think that she should talk to him again and very much clarify, like, her boundaries because it is true with your feelings. Like, I'm fine with porn, but if another girl is, like, porn is against my morals and my rules and whatnot then that's also totally fine like you can have whatever boundaries that you want to have like we can't tell you what is okay or normal necessarily it's more what you feel okay with yeah yeah crazy Okay, somebody said, I'm nervous to see how our friend group is going to change in the future. We really don't want kids, but all of our current friends are having them, and I worry I won't be able to relate to them soon. I'm definitely, like, on that board, on that boat, too. Yeah, that's so true. But I think the biggest thing is just, like, taking – like, because Joe and I talk about this, where, like, we have to take, like, active – like part in our uh friends with like kids because their kids are their whole world so it's something that if we decide like okay we don't we don't have to like want kids but we can still like care about what their interests are and like yeah. what's going on in their world and what's happening yeah and keep up with them and like check in on them and say like oh how is the baby like what's going on like and get excited for like their little moments too like they're gonna be excited for like their first step they're gonna be excited for like their doctor's appointment whatever like little things that happen and I think it's important to like be excited for all of those things and not just become like, obsessed with their kids with them yeah and you can like balance it I think you can like have the conversation like of wanting to balance your relationship with like life things um but and I think there's also probably like periods of time where they are probably only going to talk about their kids and they might forget to like ask about you because they're like new moms and they're so tired and have no brain power left. So I think giving them grace and like understanding in those like first few years as well. Yeah, I think yeah. it's also important to maintain other things in common. Yeah. Because like if all they want to talk about is kids and you don't have kids and you don't want to talk about kids, that's when the relationship is going to drift apart. Yeah. But like if you still have things in common, like you go and you both love pickleball and you love 
this certain TikTok or this TV show or this book or whatever, you know, like, or not a specific book, but, you know, still having things in common besides kids is what's important because, yeah, when you don't have anything to talk about, that's the problem. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because it's not like your friends having kids that makes your relationship separate. It's like Mm – if they're having an issue with their kid, obviously they're not going to call their friend that doesn't have a kid. They're going to call their friend that just dealt with the same issue a few months ago to be like, okay, I need to relate on this. But like as somebody that doesn't have kids, you could be the one in the friend group that like every other one of those friends is focused on their own kids. They're not as much focused on their friend's kids. So by being the one that doesn't have kids, like Britt is saying, you can be able to put your energy into loving those kids and like being a good aunt or uncle or whatever to Mm -hmm. them and like all of my friends who have kids the main problem is always that people just fall off and stop caring about them or start ask stop asking about the kid or stop asking them to hang out or asking them to participate in like the activities that they used to do and yeah I think it's like just being a part of their life and asking questions and wanting to be involved and then doing like that's a good idea to talk about books and movies and stuff because I do think it's harder it's hard to keep those like same hobbies when a mom's not going to want to go to the bar or like do whatever activities you used to do but like you could go over and watch movies together but moms still like to go to the bar yeah also yeah. So, and like, that's you a, could be that a, fun friend like let's go out yeah we're gonna yeah. go like forget the kids gonna tonight we're gonna go yeah like there's I think a good balance of like you don't have to only talk about kids you can bring the conversation outside and like remember to almost like help them remember themselves because they're so focused Mm -hmm. on like raising a kid and it's so easy to put yourself last in that situation so I think it's good to like even go on like go get your nails done together or like just taking a walk or going to get coffee or going to get drinks or whatever like and talking about not really the baby sometimes I think is also helpful too to give them an outlet and if it's a friendship that's meant to last, it will. But you, but there's also – you do lose friends as you grow and change. So I feel like maybe just not worrying about it because there's, you know, only so much you can do. Yeah. I like what you said, yeah. Britt, though, about, like, giving grace because that is so true of, like, they might just not be as good of a friend at first. Or, like, I always hear people when they're yeah. getting married, the friends always complain, like, you're only talking about your wedding. Like, you're only talking about your wedding. But then the person getting married is like, that's my whole life right now. So, like, I'm sharing my life yeah. with you. But, like, when you have a bunch of other things going on, it's like, okay, I don't want to hear about your fucking wedding or your baby all the time. But our brains like, only have a capacity yeah. for so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. just give them the grace. Like, that's the time. Like, eventually they'll be married and then it'll be over. Or eventually they'll have the baby and then it'll be over. Yeah. Okay, last question. I sent this question to Britt and Dev because I was like, did I write this question? Because <laughs> I could not <laughs> answer it. Um, but it says, how do you work on not assigning your eternal self-worth to your salary or current financial situation? That's the hard thing about capitalist America. It is. And when I was thinking about this, because I was like, I obviously can't give advice because I'm not good at this whatsoever. But I did have the thought of like, I've never once thought of somebody or had an opinion of them based on their financial situation. Like I've never once thought, oh, that's a nice person because they have more money or something or like looked down on somebody because they didn't have as much money at the moment. Like never once. So I doubt other people are doing that about you. I I was kind of like, 
I I think my mom is kind of obsessed with that or not obsessed, but like, I feel like my whole life, my mom would be like, oh, they're rich or Mm. this person has a million dollars or like, oh, she has a really nice house. So like, I don't know. Like that looks at them as being better because they have those things. Yeah. Or just interesting or yeah. 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 I, there's a, I had a friend, a couple friends and like their moms that were like that too. And it always, I was always like, I never thought about it. So whenever they would bring it up, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I guess I did have like friends. I liked the rich, like the ones that lived in a nice house. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, cool. They have this fancy thing. But like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't change your opinion of them as like their personality or how they are as a human. It's like you can aspire to want the money like that to have those things. But that's still not their personality. Yeah, I think if you're having a hard time like feeling like you're not good enough just based on your job or salary, you should work on like finding other things about you that can give you self-esteem or make you feel bad or good about yourself. You know, like trying to get really good at going to the gym. Like you have to find a hobby that gives you self-esteem basically. And like find it with feel like you can brag about. Ultimately, though, like you can make you can just keep making more money and you will never be satisfied and you will never. That's be happy. true. Like there you you will hit 100,000. You're going to be like, OK, 200. Let's go like 300. Mm-hmm. Let's go. There's never going to be a number that feels like you made it. There's always going to be something more. So I think find like the sooner you can like find validation in yourself mm-hmm. and work on those things that like you have low self-esteem with or low confidence with like really work on those things and find other things to be like content with and happy with in your current present life. And then everything like monetarily or like even job wise, you'll, that'll just be like bonus and like a little sprinkle on top. Another thing that like is going to require a lot of work constantly. (laughs) Yeah. Changing your mindset is like Mm -hmm. the hardest. But it is so cool that our brains can be changed so much and, like, we can make all of those changes. Yeah, things like affirmations and writing it down and lie to yourself. I hope we did validate that person, though, because I definitely think it's something, like, I've struggled with on and off over the years, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, like, just graduating, like, really feeling, like, my job, my title, my company, how much I was making really, really like impacted my self-esteem. Like I felt you're really a high good achiever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of like, I got a lot out of like making a lot more money and climbing ladder and all these things and like getting things like that. But it was very, I'm glad I kind of like worked through it more because that went away obviously when I quit my job. Like, not the money, but the, like, title and job and company and everything, too. Yeah. Do you think you've gotten better at that as you've gotten older? Or, like, because you did start making more money, then it was, like, the reassurance? Um, I think it was just getting older. Um, I think also just, like, obviously I'm speaking from a place of privilege. Like, I don't have any – like, I have not had any, like, money struggles in my life. Um – but I think that just 
getting older and then like working on myself and like giving myself more time and everything um, has helped that a lot. It's still something I'm obviously going to keep working on, but uh, yeah. I think quitting myself really helped a lot because I stopped defining myself based on my job and like how much I was making. But I think and a you're lot not of, like, constantly around people like that too. I feel like so much of it is comparison and like maybe you yeah, don't even want to be rich. You don't even want to be like the CEO of a company. You just want to be happy and make enough money. But you see all these people around you being celebrated for like climbing the ladder and being rich and stuff. And yeah. then you start feeling bad about yourself because you're not doing that. Like really clarifying what you want your life to look like and reminding yourself yeah. of that. That's a, that's such a good point. That's what my like, and especially in sales, like you get mm-hmm. a ranking every week sent out. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, how much you're making and, like, what number you are and how much, like, bonus you're getting and all this stuff. And it's just, like, public. So, of course, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, what you're kind of forced to focus on. Um, and I think my dad came from that world, too. So I was always, like, kind of listening and that was, like, around mm-hmm. me as well. Mm-hmm. But maybe his perspective also helped me because, like, I've, you know, he's shared, like, a lot of different lessons in his life in terms of, like – money is not everything like mm-hmm. you can have all the money and sometimes the you have to learn that yourself so yeah but I think witnessing like they like my parents bought a bigger house that they like didn't really want and they were like we wish we didn't do that and it was kind of like an interesting thing to like witness and like have a conversation because I was old enough to like have that conversation with them when they yeah. sold it and I was like oh that's like a cool thing to kind of like learn from them that it's not what matters the most yeah yeah that is cool cool well that was all of the questions thank you to anybody who submitted them you can always leave more questions or any situation you have in your life that you might need advice on in our google form linked in our bio Um, but make sure you're following us on all our social medias leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you next week bye bye bye